Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right, welcome back to Training for Manhood. Uh, Vaughn Miner, still with me. Uh, and we're starting our um, our conversation off, kind of where we left it off um, last week, and that was talking about um, the world today and how it's um, shaping and training our kids' minds um, and what our strategies are. And I think especially for young men, and, and I'll, I'll say this specifically for young men, because I think um, young men, young women have their own hurdles and challenges. I think a lot of it deals with image. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, we could, we could talk about that as a man, you know, what we see in that, but I, I really want to focus on, um, the, you know, the young men, because I, I think the, the way that you ended it was, you know, TikTok and, and, um, um, Instagram and, and just all these things that are, are, you know, so, um, battling for, um, the mind and the attention of our young boys. And, and one of the things that just kind of strikes me is when you started talking about, um, your faith journey and how you begin to grow, it, it kind of started with the word of God and, and putting yourself in that. And one of the things that I've noticed is um, as our kids are so conditioned with, as you said, kind of that, you know, 30 second soundbite, right? Just, you know, mm-hmm. everything moves so quickly, right? They're, they're unable to really digest um, the meat of the word, right? Like they're, they're, their stomachs just can't take it. And, and I think that's kind of an interesting thing, right? If I, if I were to coach against this generation of young people, I would make reading the Bible very, very difficult. And I think that's one of the strategies, right, that the enemy has definitely been been able to put into play. And I see that more so with young men than I do with young women. Mm. Um, I don't know really any young men um, that read, right? That just kind of, you know, if you went up to a young guy and just said, hey, you know, what what book are you reading? They'll look at you like, yeah, yeah, you're, (laughs) I have literally no idea what you're talking about. And if you can't read any books, then the Bible is one of the books that definitely you're not reading. What, what would you say to a young guy? Now, just think about this young guy. He's, let's say he's, you know, somewhere 15, 20 years old. And, and the word of God, right, he, he's listening to you and he's like, hey, Vaughn, you know, he, he opened up the word of God. He spent time in the word of God. I'm going I'm to go do that. He doesn't realize how difficult that's going to be because of the experience that he's had growing up that reading hasn't been a part of what he's used to. And all of a sudden he's going to open up the word of God. It's going to be a really difficult Mm -hmm. experience. What would you tell him? Oh, Dan, you're, you're trying to, you're, you're, you're adding some weight. You're adding a really big steak steak to my plate right now. Um, I, I have to start where, where this became real life for me. Okay. As a youth pastor at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, mm-hmm. it was pre-cell phone. And at the end of my time at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship from 2002 to 2008, we're now entering into the cell phone era. Right. So you saw that transition. Very the Facebook. Yeah. It started with MySpace. Yeah. Then it went to Facebook, which I wasn't a part of either. I was encouraged then to become a part because of my influence. Right. You need to be able to meet, you know, this was a new strategy and you need to, and, and there was some validity to that. Also some danger to that too as men. Yeah. 
Um, but fundamentally, there has to be a man in your life mm-hmm. because you can't go about it by yourself. Yeah. So much, in fact, uh, my daughter, um, I'm a beautiful, beautiful baby. Uh, she's a 21-year-old now senior at DBU. Her junior year, young guy, good-looking guy, athlete, um, of course, has an interest in her. And mm-hmm. aesthetically, she has an interest in him. Mm-hmm. And there's some, you know, the dad biblical demands. Right. You're biblically disqualified to even try to date my daughter. You know, you're, you're saying this, these weighted things yeah. to two kids who yeah. just like each other. Yeah. Um, my wife told me to dumb it down a little. She's like, hey, honey. We we get it, but maybe there's an opportunity for ministry for you sure. and this young man. Yeah, train him up. I was like, I didn't want to hear it because, frankly, I knew the way that I grew up. Grew up without a father. He, this young man was growing up without a dad and yeah. single parent and wasn't in the church. And there were some things, some real convictions that I felt were absolutely critical for a young boy, to um, a young man. Uh, to be engaged in a dating relationship um, prior to being in relationship with God. Mm-hmm. We take it back to the doctrine of creation and we look at Adam. Adam first had a relationship with God yeah. um, before he had a relationship with Eve. And I'm like, if this man is, does not relate to God, if he does not relate to work and relationship with God was intimacy with God and then a relationship with work, that responsibility of working and then that preparation for now this relationship with somebody of the opposite sex, yep. if those two things are in place, then you have no shot. But you, you have no shot. You're not going to be able to make it trying to now steward yep. another life. Now, I gave you that long no, that's, explanation. That's, yeah, I love it. To now break down what it's, what's so critical for younger men – Boys, 15, 16, 17, 18, growing into adulthood. Yep. Uh, what is it that we need as a strategy? Our first strategy is you have to have a relationship with God. Well, go. what does that mean? You know, reading the Bible. Okay, you just want to throw the Bible at me? No, I'm not. I am going to walk with you, and I'm going to have real-life conversations where you are challenged, mm-hmm. where you may be hurting, where you may be highly opinionated on something that you believe is right, I'm going to challenge your right without making you feel wrong. Say that again. I can challenge where you believe you're right without making you feel wrong. Oftentimes for young men, if you attack my culture That's right. without knowing who I am, yeah. Without knowing what I'm going through. You immediately through, get pushed back. Yep. You're unrelatable to me. That's right. I'm out. Yep. Jesus was the master communicator. Yeah. Oh, man. Jesus was stealth in the way that he could communicate. And it's consistent throughout the scripture. I've never heard a man talk like this. I've never heard a man talk like this. Yep. I've never heard a man talk like this. From the most fundamental, just basic... Right. If I can get a young man, I've never heard a guy reason like this. Yeah. I never heard a a guy talk like this. 
is different than mine, but he cares enough to hear. If I can get you there, then I can begin to walk with you Mm. and begin that process of cultivating. It's hard for me to have an expectation on a young 15, 16, 17-year-old, the 52-year-old Vaughn. That's right. That 17-year-old Vaughn was a totally different person. (laughs) Totally different person, Uh okay? Um, So it begins with, with me, Dan. It begins there. Yeah. And the Lord has allowed me to see how influential that those places of relatability in my life into the life of the, another young man yeah. where he's allowed those places of influence to happen now for the greater part of 20 years. Yeah. Man, it starts with that relationship. I can't give you the book first. I can't do it. I got to give you me first. And the things that you've learned, heard, and seen in me put in practice these things and the God of peace will be with you always. Amen. I'm borrowing from Paul. Paul, yeah. yeah. Say. So Paul, Paul said that first. Yeah, uh, he said it. Paul, that, that wasn't that wasn't a that wasn't a bar from Vaughn. That's a hip hop reference point <laughs> um, to all my youngsters. You'll get the bar reference, um, but it, it has it has to start there. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you, I'll be transparent. It's hard in parenting. Yeah. Because where you can relate to somebody who's not your kid. You want to take your kid and just, yeah. oh, you got to get it now. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I got to protect you from all this before you, you, and I've struggled with that. Yes. And being a father, not of young men, but of girls. So I said a lot, but for me, yep. what the Lord has allowed me to see that's been transformative in the lives of other young men that, that I bring now to PCA when it's time to speak at chapel and I'm looking at these precocious 14, 15, Mm -hmm. 16, and 17 year olds that are Mm -hmm. wide eyed. And I'm like, I'll probably use an illustration from 2002 and these kids will know who I'm talking about. But I can share my story and say, Hey, I'm bringing up this young man that I've had the opportunity to be able to pour into. And they're going to share with you in a very relatable way, their story to capture the hearts of that audience. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. No, it does. And I, I think, I think just as a, as a young man, just seeing an older man that um, that wants to relate to you, that wants to teach you, that wants to train you, that wants to walk alongside you, um, that's a great thing for a young man to be looking for, right? You need, you need to be looking for people who say, and I always say this, right? We'll we'll go find somebody, right? You know the you know First Timothy, you know four concept of you know training in, in physical training versus godliness, yes. right? We'll find people. Um, that we want to get better in a particular area, we'll find somebody who's better than we are, and we'll go sit under their training, right? So I'll, I'll go find that you know the quarterback. I'll go to the quarterback camp, and I'll find that great quarterback, and he'll yeah. teach me how to throw the ball better. I, you know, I'll spend time. Um, you know, we got you know there's, there's a a guy that you know spends a lot of time with our athletes on the basketball court. You know, teaching them how to you know dribble better and get better handles and all that. And I was just like, we'll we'll do that as men if we want to get better in an area. But finding somebody who has a a life that we want to emulate that um, is the kind of man that we want to be, right? That's, that's where all of a sudden you see that intimidation. Mm. And it's like, I, I know I want to get better on the court, on the field over here, but what about life? Do I, do I want to put the time in and, and do life better? And who are the men that are doing life well? And you need to just put the same amount of energy into right, trying to be a better man yeah. that, that you are trying to be a better athlete. Yeah. And um, I'll share this. For me, it, it started in high school. Yeah. 
it, it was that place as a young man and, and young men, if you're listening, um, for me, it was at that place of exposure where I saw something different from what I was socialized in. Yeah. Um, quick story. My best friend to this day, I'm going to call him out. John Blomberg. I want to make sure you listen to this. John <laughs> Blomberg, um, his, uh, his dad was the first man that, I, that I'd ever seen to come home wearing a shirt and a tie mm. and having a briefcase. Yeah. What in the heck does your dad do? And he said, ask him. And I asked Mr. Blomberg, Mr. Blomberg, what is it that you do? And he said, I'm, I'm the vice president of sales at Dar Equipment Company. Okay. Remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. I said, well, what, what does that mean? And Mr. Blomberg said this to me. He said, it doesn't mean much. But what it means for you is you're going to do far greater things than what I've ever dreamed of doing. And it's going to start with you getting your education and going to college. There you go. And here I am from 15 to 52, and I remember that conversation like it was yesterday. Yeah. It's critical for a young man to see something in somebody else yes. that's older and to value what that older man is saying based upon experience. But for younger men, particularly men who have grown up in my context, um, it, it may not be a, a racial a racial. Uh, context. Sure. It's a socioeconomic context. Yeah. Um, those places of exposure are real because something that is in the direct antithesis of what you've been brought up in, and you're able to peer over that proverbial hedge to see there is something different out there. Yeah. I want to come home with a shirt and a tie on and a briefcase. I want to sit at the table with my family and have dinner with my wife and my kids. It was those places of, of exposure for me that began to define manhood for me as Christ was working behind the veil, yes. establishing all these things in my life to collide with Jody Arrington and then my life being forever yeah. different because of that man. So young, young guys, having a man, having a guy that's just living life for Jesus is critical to your maturation. Okay, it's so, critical to mine. So I'll, I'll throw this out on the opposite side sure. of that, and that is old guys mm. find that young guy oh, good, that good you stuff. can speak life into. Dan, I got it. I got it. This is great. It, it, it is. It is becoming harder for us because so many of us are struggling with what um, with closet sin. Yeah. And it's becoming harder for um, for older men in this in this place of um, of struggle with whatever that is, yeah. whether it is I'm not where I think I should be. Mm-hmm. Um, there are places of sin that I that I am struggling in that I just feel like I can't overcome, and I feel like I'm less than, and I can't speak into the life of anybody else because I'm jacked up. Um. I see these sources of quarrels. Yeah. They've, they've happened in my life. They've happened in, as, as I've walked with the Lord where I've struggled. I'm like, I am, I'm less than. There's no way I can go talk to somebody because of some of the areas of struggle that I've had. And at every turn, the Lord has refuted that and said, you are not what you think you are. Yeah. 
Stop lending voice to the enemy, older men. Repent. Confess your sins one to another. Begin that process of racing toward Jesus and then go do what he's purposed and called you to do. And that's to reach back out to another young guy. And as he gives you grace and wisdom, then you can even relate your places of personal pain not divulging everything because you don't need to do that. But now there's a relatability in the struggle. And boy, the, the kids these days, the young men these days, they love those places of authenticity mm-hmm. and vulnerability. Yeah. Heck, for the longest time, man, I, I thought that in order to be an elder, you had to wear a suit. Just saying. I thought you had to wear a suit. There I you just go. I thought you had to be so buttoned up. Yeah. That it's like, no. Love the Lord yeah. with all the soul and all the heart and all the mind. Yeah. Hey, not until the owners. Hey, hey, there's plenty of guys out there wearing suits that are acting as elders that don't love the Lord. <laughs> and and here's the we we don't need any more of them. No, we don't. You know what I mean? We don't need any don't. more people who put on the outward appearance but don't have the inward heart change. <sighs> so good, Dan. And, and that's like older older men. Right for you to speak into the life of a young man, you don't need to be perfect. That's why you have a savior who is. Mm. Right. If 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 you need a perfect man to speak into the life of a young guy, right? Only Jesus is going to do that. Well, Amen. what are you going to do? Amen. Well, I mean, point them to Jesus. Then, Amen. right? That's that, I had a conversation with a young guy. <clears throat> he was in a difficult life situation. Um, you know, he he his um, the the mother of his child was probably going to marry somebody else. And he was just freaking out about somebody else, somebody else raising, you know, his daughter. And I said, what's the role of a, of a father? And he's like, to protect my kids. I said, no, nah, your, your role is to point your kids to Christ. Mm. <laughs> that, that's the greatest protection you can give them. Right. If God is protecting them, right. That That's so much more than me protecting. my Amen. kids, right? Amen. And I was just like, I, I know you want to be involved in the life of your family. I get, I totally get it. Right? You've made some bad decisions. You've made some mistakes and maybe that's not going to be, and, and you, you want to keep on working on it. But I said, but nobody can take away your opportunity to be a man who points your family to Christ mm. and, and to live it out. Mm. Right. If you're living it out, you, people can't deny what you're actually doing. And so you, 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 you may not be in the home, but wherever you are, Live it out. Be authentic, right? And so it's just, I think it's that concept of, you know, as an older man, my job is to point younger men to Christ. Yes. Not to me, right? It's not that, hey, you know, hey, here's what Dan Panetti did. It's like, <laughs> but, here's the deal. but they're not Dan Panetti. Right. So what, what good does that do them? You know, that, that's not their call. That's not their journey. That's not their path. God's got something special for them. But who, who can help them on their path? And that's Christ. So my job is to simply point people to Christ and to point out areas in their life, right, that don't match up to, right, what Christ would have for them, right? What what are those things that I see, um, you know, that that you can identify in the life of another person and say, hey, this this might be something you want to check out. This might be something you want to pay attention to. You've earned that trust. Yeah. And the Lord is uh, the the greatest. People always talk about the business of of God. I'm like his people. Mm. Amen. He's in the people business, and your place of influence is going to be in whom he cares about the most. And it's you. Yes. So as people, once we've earned that place of trust, trust, now we get to steward that place of influence. Yeah. And I don't, you know, follow me as I follow the Lord. And there may be some stumbles along the way. In fact, there will be stumbles along the way. Yeah. 
but it's, it doesn't negate the responsibility of, of older men to reach back as frustrating as it is, as much as we don't understand the culture and we don't, I don't, I, I hate the cell phone. I, I, I hate that it, that it owns my kids. Like yeah. this device yeah. now owns my children. Yeah. Um, I don't have to take TV away. Heck, I don't even have to take car keys away anymore. I just got to take away the phone. Mm. That's the, they're, they're owned now by that device because that is by which they do everything, everything. Um, heck, they don't even have to go to each other's houses anymore. They can just FaceTime. True. Our FaceTime was going over. I'm, Mom, where are you going? I'm going over Dan's house. Yeah. I can't wait to get to the, uh, we don't, we don't understand the culture. And, and I can, I, I can never, because I have not grown up in it, um, I have to be very careful in my condemnation of it. Right. Because that's where they live. Totally. However, um, I can be light and salt in it. Yeah. I don't have to like it. Yep. Don't have to understand it. Um, but it is our responsibility to, to reach back. In fact, um, this next week, I, it's, it's, I'm so glad that we're having this conversation, Dan. Uh, have a 19 year old uh, who's um, in transition now. He was out at a college in California. And okay. Had some issues. Yep. Just out there, life. You, Christian kid and um, now he's back home and, and he sees me in church and um, Jonathan Evans, Dr. Evans' son was one of my mentees, another yep. one of the young men yep. that I had. I was just so honored to pour into his life and I look at him now and I'm like, look, this guy, the Lord is just using him in Amen. incredible ways. He had an incredible dad. Um, and we're in church and Jonathan points me out about talking about discipleship, talking about manhood, talking about what it looks like for an older man to, to pour into the life of younger men. And he right. says, he sees me, he's like, Vaughn, stand up. And I stood up. I was like, oh gosh. But in standing up, this young man comes to me. He goes, you're a Vaughn minor. You're the, well, you're the former student pastor here. Yeah. I was like, yeah, many, many years ago. And he's just, we just start talking. And then I said, I'm going to give you my number. I want you to call me. And this young man called me. That's right. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take you to lunch. And I said, give me your email. And he gave me his email. So, you know, I'll do all things by email. If it's not, Dan, if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't exist. Amen. So if I told you I'm taking you to lunch and it's not on the calendar, I didn't tell you I was taking you to lunch. <laughs> so I, uh, I put it on the calendar. And this young man, we talked for about 45 minutes on the phone. Yeah. And he just threw up on me. And the reason I'm sharing that story is that for us older men, there are so many young men out there that are just dying for that place of opportunity to be able to share what's going on in their own life, looking for just that bit of leadership and counsel to Christ. Because he's not looking at me. He's like, I, I want to, I'm looking to the guy you know. Yeah to help me navigate these next steps in my life. And can I tell you, that's, that's in, in the conversation, right? You go to coffee with somebody, you go to lunch with somebody. And if that conversation as an older man, um, you know, if you're a younger man listening and that older man is sharing all about himself or his own opinions or his own ideas, right? That's, you know what? Pay for, pay for the coffee and move on. <laughs> but if that older man is able to share about his journey with the Lord and, and, the, and, it, and you can tell that it's, it's new and it's fresh every morning, it's not something, hey, I became a Christian when I was seven, and now I'm 53, and you're like, and what happened in between, right? But but you don't need a perfect man to be your mentor. You need a man 
who knows the perfect man Amen. and spends time with him. Amen. And then he can speak to you from what he's learned. If he, if he's not in the word, you don't need him. Just ignore him. Go straight to the word yourself. But, but like you said, it's great for a young guy to have an older guy who can speak life into him, who yes. can speak truth into him, who can help him because he's been a little bit further down the track and he's, he's got that wisdom. He's got that experience. Um, but it can't just be about him. It has to be about Christ. Yes. That, that's where the life transformation happens. And that's really the gap between the generations. Yes. I may not speak the same language, right? We yeah. may not know the same cultural references. I may mention a movie and you go, what's that? Right. <laughs> what song are you talking, talking about? about? Right. right. And you're, yeah, you're talking about something. I go, I don't, you know, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> right. But, but Christ is the, is the gap between the generations because he's not confined to the generations. He's not confined to the cultures. He's not confined to the time, right? He's outside speaking into that life. And I think that's what's so amazing. If you if you can find as if you're a young man and you can find somebody like that that's living that authentic Christian life, spend some time with them, Amen. right? And and ask them, right? Hey, will, will you mentor me? And then I think just as an older man, you need to be looking. If you're not mentoring, right, a couple different guys, a couple different young guys, then you're wasting time. You're wasting a lot of time. You're wasting a lot of time. You're wasting an investment that somebody's made in you and that God has made in you that you need to put give back to that generation. I remember meeting with a guy one time. He had uh, made a ton of money, ton of money. And he said, uh, you know, I think I'm going to retire. I, I think I've made enough money for my family. And I said, I think that your definition of family is too small. Hmm. He goes, what do you mean? I said, you mean biological family, right? And he goes, yeah. I got, I got one kid, got plenty of money. I said, here's the deal. Think spiritual kids. Hmm. I said, God's given you an ability to make money. I said, go make money. Go make money and give it to other people. And he's like, I never thought about that. I was like, great. I mean, if you got a gift, go use it. Amen. And then look at other people. You can say, how can I bless other people with the gift that God's given me? Right? If you've got wisdom, if you've got experience, and you've got right some you know some wisdom in your hair. That's what I call my gray hairs. I call it wisdom in my hair. Right? If you got some wisdom, right, you want to pass it on. That's good. And I think you're right. There's there's a lot of guys that unfortunately they hit that fifty two, fifty three, and they don't have anything to pass on. And how disappointing and sad is that? It it is. And and we we have. Yeah, clearly we're defined by our age. Or yes. at least our bodies are defined by the age, but not our experiences. Amen. And um, I still feel in my head that I'm 25 until I try to get on a treadmill and run for five miles and then have to go put the, the knee braces on for the next three days. Yeah. Hey, I still play basketball Tuesday and Thursday morning, and there's some – there's some younger guys, including my own, you know, my own boys who play with us, and it's like, yeah, you, you real quickly, right? Uh, every once in a while, you know, you kind of hit a shot here, hit a shot there, and, and, and then you're like, you know, yeah, I still got it. And then all of a sudden, you know, your son blocks you, and it, he's like, like, "Dad, you're so predictable." Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I don't have any more. <laughs> Dad, you're so predictable. <laughs> you're so predictable. He's the same move. Dad. Yeah, seriously, right? And I was like, Ugh. but that, I think just sharing life and sharing that wisdom. I mean, I, I love that you have a life that other people have invested in you, right? But then you've taken that and you've invested your life into other people, right? And that that that's just such a remarkable life. That's such a, a beautiful picture um, of what a great life, what a man looks like, right? As somebody who other people have spoken into, right? And you've learned and you've listened and you've paid attention and you've made adjustments. And then you've gotten to that point when you've now done the same thing for those people who are younger than you. And Dan, you talked about the strategy. We, we, we set this second talk up about yes. the strategy. Yeah. That's the strategy. That's the strategy. Yeah. There it is. Vaughn, oh. thanks for your time, man. Man, it's such an honor and such a privilege now to have you. this conversation. Love you. Have this conversation. You bet. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, 
Check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.